welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In today's episode, we will be discussing the second half of the first season of the 2022 Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ashley and I will be engaging in a full spoilers discussion, so if you don't want to know anything about this series, pause the episode of our podcast and come back once you've watched it. I have some uh, information behind the, or, you know, background information about it. Obi-Wan Kenobi is an American television miniseries created for the streaming service Disney+. It is part of the Star Wars franchise and stars Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, reprising his role from the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Set ten years after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, the series follows Kenobi as he sets out to rescue the kidnapped Princess Leia, played by Vivian Lyra Blair from the Galactic Empire leading to a confrontation with his former apprentice, Darth Vader, played by Hayden Christensen, and voiced by James Earl Jones. The project originated as a spin-off film written by Hosen Amini, which is why he gets uh, writing credits. He actually had nothing to do with the show, but they took a lot of his script and reworked it into the story here, and directed by Stephen Daldry. But it was reworked as a limited series following the commercial failure of Solo, A Star Wars Story, in 2018. The original idea was a Star Wars anthology film, like Rogue One or Solo, about Obi-Wan rescuing Luke from a group of Tusken Raiders. However, all Star Wars standalone spin-off films were put on hold following the lower-than-expected box office returns from Solo, A Star Wars Story. I just want to say something here. I think the problem with that is... Solo had completely different actors. Like, I think an Obi-Wan standalone would have done so much better because you would have had Ian McGregor returning. And I agree 100%. Like, I think the issue with Solo 100% is that it was new actors representing old characters and, like, completely new set of actors. And then Rogue One did okay because it's literally a complete standalone that has nothing to do with any of the characters we know. So that did well because of that. Yeah, for uh, I agree. Rogue One did well, and also the thing with Solo too is that it's like, do we really need this? And it kind of, I don't want to say betrays the Han Solo character, but already makes him a you know bad guy with a heart of gold. I which... didn't. Yeah, I didn't need his backstory. <laughs> I suppose is the thing. Like when we're talking about Obi Wan standalone, we're not talking about a, the backstory of Obi Wan. We're talking about. What was he doing in the in-between years? Which is something that's like, okay, no, really, what has he been doing this whole time? Yeah, well, because in episode four, he's a smuggler who, through his interactions with Luke and Leia, has a heart of gold. He comes back and rescues Luke at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Like, it, 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 it's supposed to be meeting them that changed his opinion on things. But here in Solo, we get, you know, oh, he's always had a heart of gold and he's always done the right thing and stuff. And I, I, I didn't really need it. But the other planned uh, standalone films were going to be Boba Fett, which I assume became the Book of Boba Fett, a Jabba the Hutt movie about Jabba's rise to power in the crime world, and a movie about Yoda's years training as a young Jedi. And so, I, yeah. and I, I already have to say, I don't want a Jabba movie. I don't care about Jabba. I don't care enough. Like, it's interesting. It's a, that's like a thing you give me, like a short. Yeah, in, an animated short. short. Yeah. yeah. Give me like a 20 minute Disney short. I'll take that. Yoda's years training as a young Jedi, I think could possibly go over well. Because you can do interesting things with that. You could set it 800 years in the past. And, you know, so none of the characters that we know will show up. Or 
besides Yoda, none of the other characters would be around. And, uh, yeah, that, that would be interesting. I agree about the job of the hut. Plus also like, is he going to be the protagonist? Like he's going to be the main character speaking Huddies the whole time and just, you know, uh, slugging his way around screen. Like, like <laughs> slugging his way around screen. He's a big giant slug. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, what's his enemy of the film going to be? A giant pile of salt? Like, oh no. Like, <laughs> I, I, I am not interested in a job of the Hutt uh, standalone movie at all. Um, but the other ones, w- even a Boba Fett movie, I wouldn't have been that interested in. But um, a, a, an Obi-Wan movie, yes. And a Yoda movie, yes. I mean, I think the obvious thing here is we never even talked about Book of Boba Fett at all on this no. podcast. Well, like, I still we haven't watched it, yeah. I watched like half of it and was unimpressed. From, from my understanding of it, the only episodes that are good are the last two episodes, which I guess are secretly Mandalor- Mandalorian, Mandalorian season 2.5 episodes. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, so, but yeah. <sighs> but that, that That's what I'm going to talk about here with the Obi-Wan movie, is that I imagine that Boba Fett movie, which I, I, I don't have any information about this, I didn't look it up or anything, but I imagine the Boba Fett movie, they took the script and stretched it out to be the book of Boba Fett, the first four episodes of that, because that's exactly kind of what they did here with the Obi-Wan uh, TV show. But, getting back into it, McGregor was confirmed to be starring in 2019, and Deborah Chow was hired to direct a month later. Production was scheduled to begin in July of 2020, but the series was put on hold in January of 2020 because Lucasfilm was unsatisfied with the scripts. Joby Harold was hired to rewrite the series and serve as the showrunner in April of 2020, executive producing with Chow, McGregor, Kathleen Kennedy, and Michelle Redjuan. Additional casting took place in March of 2021, with co-stars such as Joel Edgington, Bonnie Piaz, Jimmy Smits, James Earl Jones, and Hayden Christensen reprising their prequel trilogy roles. Filming began in May of 2021 in Los Angeles using stagecraft video wall technology and wrapped by September. Natalie Holt composed the score while Star Wars film composer John Williams wrote the main theme. The first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi premiered on May 27th, 2022, and the subsequent four episodes were released weekly until June of 2022. The series has received positive reviews. Critics have praised McGregor and Christensen's performances and Chow's direction with some criticism of the writing. Every episode was directed by Deborah Chow, and the writers vary uh, episode to episode but are credited as Joby Harold, Hannah Friedman, Andrew Stanton, Stuart Beatty, and Hosen Amini, which again, he didn't actually, he wrote the movie script, but didn't actually have anything to do with the show. So we'll, we'll get into it, I guess. You, yeah. where, you want to start off with uh, episode four, or do you want to start off with things we want to talk about? I don't really know. It's... Well, I, I'll give a brief summary, I guess, of episode four. Leia gets taken to, uh, what is it called, Fortress Inquisitus? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, where the Inquisitors live on their planet. And Obi-Wan and uh, Tala have to rescue her again. And yeah, I felt episode four was mostly kind of canned, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it has the lowest rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was not very interesting. I think the most interesting thing are the uh, preserved corpses in the vaults. I think that's probably the only thing that made me go, hmm, yeah. that's interesting. Nothing else going on in that episode made me like, I'm like, yep, yeah. and this continues to be the Leia saving hmm. 
even the stuff that's supposed to be cool, like Obi-Wan using the Force again to crack that window and drown the stormtroopers and stuff, like, that's supposed to be a cool moment, but then I guess he just... feels so ridiculous. Yeah, he runs in the other direction and outruns the water before they close the door. it feels so ridiculous. Like, it, it, you know, I don't know. And how much Tala uh, got caught in that episode doing something and then just got away with it. Like, it was like... Oh, she gets stopped by that one guard at first, and and but he's like, she's like, I outrank you, and he's like, Oh, okay, you outrank me. Go ahead. Then she gets caught in that uh, control room helping Obi Wan, and she just kills that other Imperial officer. It's like no one finds his dead corpse, even though we see there's other people in that room. And Reba catches her, and she still manages to like. And then the snow speeders show up, and uh, I don't even remember his name now, but they yell it out when he dies. The one uh, member of the path that came to help them, he he dies, and they're all like, Oh no, not. Mark, or whatever his name was. <laughs> we only knew for, like, a handful of seconds. Maybe, yeah, maybe ten minutes at the most. It, maybe five, like, if that. Like, and they're like, like I said, I think the most interesting thing for, like, lore intrigue is the corpses. Yeah. Well, I, I presume that in some way, I don't know if they'll ever come, maybe they'll do a book about this, but I presume in some way that's going to tie in with the Mandalorian and why the Empire wants Baby Yoda. Because it has to do with Palpatine's resurrection. Well, I know I was telling you, and, you know, I tell our audience, I just finished the uh, Darth Plagueis, Plagueis book, um, mm. and I know that's now a legend, so it's not in canon anymore, I'm pretty sure, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, it was a good book, but they do a lot of stuff where he's trying to find Force users the whole time, basically, to try and extend his life, is mm. what he's using. And it's a lot of midichlorian stuff, mm. so... So it's kind of like what Palpatine... I assume, oh, sorry, I assume that's kind of where they're going with here, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, taking that stuff that was in Legends and bringing it back. Because I know they've been slowly kind of pulling the Legend stuff and putting it back in canon. Well, even in the um, Forced Unleashed video games, mm-hmm. the second one, I should say, uh, you play as a clone of the... Of, um, You're telling uh, me Star this. Killer. I can't remember the character's actual name. Gaelic... Malik or something like I can't remember get Gavin Malik I can't remember his name Star Killer for short mm-hmm. that's his code name mm-hmm. um, but you play as a clone of him in the second game and he was the first successful clone I, I know I told you I'm telling the audience he was the first successful clone of a uh, force sensitive person yeah and presumably that was done for the um, like for the emperor's clones I think all this is going to tie back into with the emperor being cloned again yeah and, like how we got in episode I think it's nine. definitely what, and I think, like I said, all the legends and the video games all have precedence for this to be happening. But yeah. The average just watcher isn't going to know that. So they're trying to, like, yeah. sneak it in so that when the time comes, they're not like, what do you mean this was going on? Like, it's been going on. Yeah. So that moves us on into episode five. And um, I believe this one, until episode six came out, had the highest rating, um, which, of course, it's going to. Um, but we have that, uh, it shows, it starts off with the flashback of Obi-Wan training Anakin on Coruscant, and Anakin, you know, is being his usual douchebag Anakin self, thinks he knows everything, <laughs> and Obi-Wan is like, nope, you don't know everything yet. You actually had an interesting idea. Yeah, I'm actually going to pull that up, because uh-huh. I know we saved it in our... Yeah, our little chat, chat. In our chat. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but I know that when... I was watching all those flashback scenes and watching what was happening in, like, current time. I was like, oh, 
we are going to get such a great cameo at the end of this episode. And then it didn't happen. And I'm still annoyed it didn't happen because we didn't... I know we got cameos at the end of the sixth episode, but, like, those were very expected. I thought we were going to get something very unexpected here. So, you know, that seems happening. And I thought the lesson is going to be watching your back because there could always be another sword behind you. Because that was kind of what Obi-Wan was trying to get Reva to do. Like, oh, you know, we could both come for him. He'll never see it coming. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's what was going to happen in the flashback scene that, like, either... Mace Windu, Yoda, like, somebody was going to come up. Ahsoka was probably still an option at that point, maybe. Like, there could have been someone else to pop in, right? Like, anyone could have shown up. Padme could have been, like, a random distraction that walked in at some point. Like, something could have happened there that would have been, like, shocking. And it didn't. And I was so upset. Because it would have been, I think, such a better lesson, too. Because... The lesson would have fit, you know, he would have been caught off guard as a Padawan, and then he would have learned his lesson, and then he catches Reva because he had learned that lesson to be watching his back. Yeah. I think it would have been this good full circle moment. Would have been great. Yeah. And again, we would have had, like, a nice Yoda cameo, and we all would have been like, oh my god, Yoda! Yeah. No. Oh my god, Mace Windu! Like, it... It would have worked, but I I It would have worked so good. It would have been so surprising, None of us would have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what the. Or even one of the other. Like, there's a bunch of other random Jedi masters that could have been. Uh, like, maybe not the average watcher would have been a plusify, but you know, I'm trying to think of like who's alive still at well, this point. Um, they could have had. Um, I can never remember how to pronounce his name, but um, Mundy, the one with mm-hmm. the big head, mm-hmm. he could have worked. They could close. Uh, uh, Clo uh, Plune. Clo Plune, yeah. Yeah, they could have had him. It could have been any of the Jedi Masters, like, behind Anakin during the training se- to be like, no, like, you always have to be on guard and watch your back and stuff, because you, ne- you never know. And then have the fight with Reva, showing that he did learn that lesson. That like, But, and, and the thing, I, I, I don't want to fully criticize this episode, because the fight with Reva is cool, because it shows the difference between someone who's Force-sensitive, but isn't trained, versus a fully trained jedi sith like mm-hmm. like darth vader is because reva's coming at him with everything that she has and he's just like <laughs> like you're you don't even know what you're doing you're you're a child yeah. like um she does get promoted to grand inquisitor and then you know vader stabs her again because it gets revealed to us that she was a pat one that he stabbed during order 66 and she pretended to be dead like she didn't actually die she pretended to be dead and laid with the corpses of her friends and that's her whole motivation is that she's joined the Inquisitors and is trying to get close to Vader to kill him because she knows that Vader is Anakin Skywalker and well, and she wants to kill him for what he did to essentially her family. Like the mm-hmm. Jedi were the only family she had and he killed all of them. Yes. He slaughtered them like animals. Um, you know, I'll say it, we'll get more into it in the last part, but I do not like Reva or her like character arc or like mm-hmm. anything. But the things that drive her, like I get it, but at the same time I'm like... Well... The thing that I don't know, I, I had a fine fine thing with it. It's just, it's the story that we've seen a hundred times from Star Wars already. We've seen Dark Force users get redemption. That's what her whole story arc, that's Anakin's story arc. That's ever, everyone besides Darth Maul and and uh, Palpatine, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the two of them still die power hungry and want revenge and everything like that. But Palpatine's the only one we've seen in, a mo- in live action that happened with. 
I don't know how many people have actually watched Rebels, but I, I'm sure people have seen on the internet the clip of Obi-Wan and Darth Maul's final confrontation where Obi-Wan kills him. And, like, it, it's to represent that Obi-Wan has grown and surpassed and become more than what he was, and Darth Maul hasn't. Like, he, he Obi-Wan uses Qui-Gon Jinn's fighting stance to trick Maul into going for the trying to go for the same move that he used to kill Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan just kills him instead. He slices him down. And it's to show that Obi-Wan has grown and become a master, whereas Maul is still this apprentice that has all this hatred and everything in his heart and has it. But my point is, Maul in animation and then Sidious Palpatine in the movies are the only two dark force users that like can't we just have evil people like like, like why why does every sith have to have a redemption arc what like I think ben too, solo like, like and i think the thing is is like Rafa went a very odd way with this like you know the fact that she chose to go this route like, yeah why is she not helping all the like resistance and trying to kill vader that way like there's a million ways that she could be trying to get her goal I and then she still doesn't want to work with somebody like Obi-Wan. And, like, I get it because Anakin was Obi-Wan's apprentice. But at the same time, like, she's still not letting those that'll inevitably get her to her goal help her. And yeah. it's such an odd thing. And then in the sixth episode, when she goes after Luke and, like, we'll get there too, I guess. But, like, to me, and, you know, she finds her redemption there by not killing him. But I'm like, why would that even occur to you to do it in the first place? Yeah. And then she just, she's gone at the end of the episode. Like, where, where the hell did she go now? Like. Yeah. yeah, she buried her. Well, we didn't even see her. She just drops her lightsaber in the yeah. sand. And then Obi-Wan says, you can go do. I, I have a suspicion in a couple weeks where we might get an announcement that there's going to be a, a Reva spinoff show mm. or series or something. Or she's going to show up in um, Cassian Endor's show. Mm, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like. The, Maybe. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I have a feeling there's going to be a couple people that are going to show up in Cassian Endor. I think that uh, Camille Anjani's character, I think his character's name is Haja or something. Yeah. Uh, the fake Jedi. Um, mm -hmm. And the other guy whose name I don't even remember, but Obi-Wan says to him, oh, you're such a good leader. Like, you know, you can lead these people. And like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, a character we spent, I don't know, 40 minutes with maybe total, who I don't even remember his name because... He didn't really make that much of an impression. Yeah, honestly, the whole time I was like, is this somebody we're supposed to know, like, yeah. from the movies? Like, is this, like, them, like, have they mentioned this guy's name before? And I just, like, never... No, and they could have brought in, um, oh, what is his name? Lawrence, not Lawrence Fishburne, um, who played Saul Guerrero. Yeah. In, uh, in... Would have been a good one. Yeah, they could have brought him, brought him in and you know, had, had him show up or something. Like, they, they, they have characters that they could use that for whatever reason, whatever reason they're not using. Maybe the actors don't want to come back. I don't know. But I think you can write a big enough check to get them back for these things. Um, Especially for, like, a one-time thing. Yeah. And then Tala sacrifices herself for basically no reason. Because, <laughs> uh, like, the Empire comes through. Yep. And, like, I guess she buys time for them. But what it, it was a very poorly scripted moment i think like they i don't the 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 essentially the rebels the path are trying to escape and the empire closes the one door that they need to open to get out and mm -hmm. leia gets the door open blah 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 obi-wan stops them the empire advances obi-wan stops them again him and uh, mm -hmm. reva come up with their plan 
for Vader, which I thought meant was going to be the two of them fighting them, but it wasn't. It just meant Obi-Wan's going to be a distraction while she attacks him. Yeah, um, I didn't understand that either. Yeah, which, of course, Vader was going to own her, and he does. And then uh, the Grand Inquisitor shows back up and is like, nah, ha, ha, you thought, like, we, kn- we knew that you were an idiot the whole time. <laughs> like, we've just been using you this whole time because you're, you're okay. But uh, something that is interesting, because I went back and watched the first episode, and the Grand Inquisitor does the same thing that uh, Vader does in the fight. Uh, uh, Reva's trying to kill someone on Tatooine, like to intimidate the other people to get information out of them. And the Grand Inquisitor stops her lightsaber, but he's struggling with it. Like it shows like even he's more powerful than her, but he's nowhere near Vader level. Like Vader is, Mm -hmm. because Vader's just like, this is so easy. This is child's play. I'm going to sidestep you every swing you make. And I'm going to take your lightsaber from you and then turn it into two lightsabers. And then (laughs) we're going to fight that way. But it, it, it was a cool Vader moment. I have enjoyed all the Vader fighting in all these episodes. Yeah. But you know what part five made me think, too, is I'm like, we went with this nice, like, flashback theme going on. Why didn't we do the, the all the entire time? Yeah. Like, I would have, I think, like, use Hayden Christensen. You got him. Like. I'll tell you what. Every... I don't, maybe I didn't want to see, like, all the time, but, like, use it for, like, one or, like, two or three more episodes than this. Like, yeah. give me that. And again, you can have characters that are dead we could have seen padme again you know how like freaking wild everybody would have went being like you got natalie portman to agree to do this yeah and it's not like she's above working for disney or something because she's going to be in the next thor movie yeah so like she would totally even if she hated playing padme you gotta tell me you can't give that woman enough money to like say a couple lines and give a couple smiles to a camera yeah exactly i don't know the the whole flashback thing for me it's funny i'm gonna criticize it um, but not what people are expecting. I think Hayden Christensen looked fine. People are saying, oh, he wasn't as tan as he was in, in the prequel, like, movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's also not 2002 anymore. Like, being as tan as you could be in 2002 mm-hmm. was all the rage. Like, but I don't know. It, it was fine for me. I, uh, I think Obi-Wan, his wig was off, like, for that. Like, his hair wasn't as luscious as it is in the prequel movies. Um that that's the criticism I have of that flashback scene is that Obi Wan's hair didn't look right, but whatever the episode was fine. Showed a cool Vader moment. Also, him stopping the ship in midair. Oh, that down. was ridiculous! Yeah. I was like, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're just doing crazy things now. Oh, Star Killer does that in the Forced Unleashed video games. Yeah. But that moves us on to uh, episode six. Um, oh, I'm skipping ahead of here because um, I listed them as Roman numerals, so got it wrong. Or, excuse me, part six, because that's all the episodes, their names are part one, part two, part whatever. But Reva arrives on Tatooine to locate Luke, while Obi-Wan and Vader, you know, engage in another fight. And I I have to say, I think what they should have done was had the whole Obi-Wan-Vader scene first, and then the Reva stuff, not cutting back and forth. Because it makes Obi-Wan leaving the fight and then going to confront uh, Reva unusual in my opinion like the timing of it never like i know that they can travel at light speed and everything but i don't know i I think it would have worked better but um we get the vader helmet off moment that we were talking about yes um the fight's pretty cool between obi-wan and and vader Uh, i have a few things that we put in our predictions that i'm saving to talk about but yes it was a good fight though yeah but but also vader gives obi-wan the whole thing that he tells Luke in episode four, he says, oh, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And so it's not even Obi-Wan's certain point of view. What he told Luke was true. 
it's Vader's point of view that he he killed Anakin Skywalker. So that's where he gets it from. They they took the helmet off moment from Rebels, you know. I guess whenever Vader fights someone that was important in his life in the past, his helmet's just going to come off and reveal that it is Anakin Skywalker under there and everything. And we're going to hear his voice. In Rebels, it was the voice actor from the Clone Wars series that came back and did it. Here we had Hayden Christensen speaking, so that was that was cool. Um, also, the way that they lit his face up, you know, it had Obi-Wan's blue lightsaber when it was Hayden Christensen speaking, and then it had Vader's red lightsaber illuminating his face when it was uh, James Earl Jones speaking and everything. That, yeah. that was pretty cool. But I, I was kind of disappointed. I, I, granted, Obi-Wan literally throws everything at Vader in their fight but, um, and destroys his, you know, little breathing suit mm-hmm. and everything. But then he's just kind of like, hey, Obi-Wan, get back here. <laughs> fight me some more. Like, it was like, did Vader want to die in that moment? Did he want Obi-Wan to kill him? And Obi-Wan just, like, everything that Vader does is Obi-Wan's fault. He left him on the lava planet, didn't kill him there. And he left him up here knowing, you know, whatever. He's knowing gonna... he wasn't dead. Yeah. I've now personally witnessed him slaughter people, innocent people in a town when he was hunting me down. And he's killed younglings and everything. Like, he's responsible for the Empire growing stronger and everything. And I'm just going to, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Especially because it's like, I mean, you know, of course they can't kill because there's movies that happen after this now. So, yeah. like, I get it. But also, like... I hate it for, like, I don't think Obi-Wan, like, legitimately would have done that. No. Like, there's really no reason for it, especially after Anakin's, like, you didn't kill, o- you know, you didn't kill me. I yeah. Like, when he says that, it's like, okay. Now boom. kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, cut like, his head off. Like, he gave you, like, complete permission to kill him, basically. Yeah. Do it. What, what I thought was going to happen, because they have a scene... Where the Grand Inquisitor is saying, because Vader decides to chase after Obi-Wan instead of the other members mm-hmm. of the path. And the Grand Inquisitor is like, mm, the Emperor is not going to like this. Like, you should go after the path. We can destroy them here and end this rebellion and everything. And Vader's like, nope, we're going after Obi-Wan. And then he says, I'm going to face him alone. I thought what they were going to do was have the Grand Inquisitor interfere and screw things up. And that's why, you know, Obi-Wan escapes, whatever. Like, that's why... That would have made a they lot don't, more sense. They don't kill each other. Yeah, like, it was just weird that, like, Obi-Wan's just like, okay, well, I, yeah, beat, I beat you, but again, I'm not going to kill you Obi-Wan and leaves. Obi-Wan walking away is yeah. odd. I get why it had to happen, but then, like, don't have a scene like this, because Obi-Wan would not have walked away in that moment. Yeah, especially since the camera's on his face so close, I thought they were going to do something like the Grand Inquisitor stabs him in the leg with a lightsaber or something. And then Obi-Wan could beat the Grand Inquisitor... And, like, run away because his legs hurt now or something. Like, you know, he has to get to safety. But, no, they didn't do that. And then Reva shows up at um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru's. And, like, badass Owen and Beru, like... Well, they gave Beru something to do besides pour blue milk. Like, they were like, we have to give this character something to do. Like, you know, she's never really had... She's... And I think it's funny because Owen is like, oh, we need to get more people. And Beru's like, we got this. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. And I'm like, Aunt Beru about to prove... She a killer out yeah. here, <laughs> like yeah. Unfortunately, they do not got this. <laughs> yeah, um, they do not got it. Yeah. But like, because Uncle Owen is a terrible shot. He, <laughs> he directly misses. Uh, it's not he like he learned from stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because he would make one hell of a stormtrooper. Because uh, Raven doesn't like block his shots with lightsabers or anything. He just misses her straight out. But she takes him down. She takes Baru down. Luckily, Luke es- escapes into a little hatch and runs into the desert. And then when she finally catches up with him and knocks him out, 
she sees himself in her. She's like, no, he's innocent. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's like, I can't do to him what was done to me. And she brings his unconscious body back. And by that time, Obi-Wan's there as well. And she's like, she breaks down and cries. And what am I going to do? And he's like, your path is your own now. And I think we're going to get a Rava spinoff show. Or she's going to show up, like I said, in Cassian Endor or some other show. But I, I don't know. Overall, I think the series was good. I think, like I've said before, it was the movie script that they and that they changed some things and just stretched out into six hours. It would have been much better as a two-hour movie rather than nearly a six-hour show. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it ends, uh, the last thing is Obi-Wan's going back to his hut on Tatooine. He's got his groove back now. He's in nice mm-hmm. new clothes. And he sees Qui-Gon Jinn. And it was great to see Liam Neeson. I said in our first episode, he pretty much looks exactly the same. Just slap a brown wig and beard on him and then make him a blue force <laughs> and ghost. Exactly and that's what exactly they what they did. did. Yeah. They were, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just, he looks exactly the same. The one criticism I have of that is that he sounded way more Irish in this than he did in the prequel movies. But it, it, whatever. It's been 20 years since Liam Neeson did the movies. Maybe he didn't want to do the same exact accent or something. Maybe they can only get him for a day or something. I don't know. But uh, it was cool to see him, him and Obi-Wan, presumably. I, I think if they do a season two, it's going to be, you know, Qui-Gon giving Obi-Wan missions to do. Like, he's going to use his Force ghost abilities to see what Obi-Wan has to go and, and fix. And maybe we'll see a little more of Qui-Gon in season two, if they do a season two. So, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say, or should I go into our predictions? No, I think we can go right into predictions. Okay. So, I wrote our predictions from... The, I went back and listened to the first episode, and I wrote whether we got them right or wrong or in between. So I wrote, the first one was, the second half will save the series, and I put that that's correct. I think the second half of the episodes, minus episode four, uh, was better than the first half of the series. They were series. definitely better. I don't know if they necessarily saved it. Like, I still think it could have been... Oh, it could have been much well, better. it could have been much better. Yeah. Like, it lacked... Yeah, all the, all the criticism that we went through, I think, is fair, but I, I still think overall... Like, the problem... I'll say two things. One, I can tell when Disney doesn't have faith in a series because they do the first two episodes. They release the first two episodes. They did that for this. They did that for WandaVision. Anything that they think isn't going to do well and keep an audience, they do the first two episodes to try and keep people, and then they do the weekly episodes after that. I think this would have been better if it was released like Netflix releases their shows where you can watch it all at once. Mm -hmm. Because if you sat there for five and a half hours, six hours going through it, you might forget some of the boring parts and everything because you're on to the next episode already. And mm-hmm. then and then at the end you have, oh, the Obi-Wan Vader fight. Like, this is awesome. Da-da-da. You know, uh, yeah, it was a good series overall. I do like the Disney model better. better. I think it's better for reta- retaining customers than Netflix and also just better for the show because uh, Umbrella Academy, the fourth season or whatever of Umbrella Academy just came out on Netflix. And I have to rewatch the first two or three seasons, whatever there were, because I don't remember what happened in the show. Because I watched it all, like, you know, mm-hmm. all over two days when they came out. And now I'm like, I don't even remember what went on in that show. And whereas these Disney shows, I remember because it's a week every week. I get to discuss it with friends and talk about where we think it's going, blah, blah, blah. But I do think that the second half of, uh, of the season saved it. Um, I put that, or one of our predictions was Force Lightning will age Obi-Wan. And we were completely wrong in this. The, there was no to Force fair, Lightning. Obi-Wan didn't age at all. And no. now we're still left. This is why I think there needs to be a season two. Uh, I still need my answers of uh, aging Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Why does he look like Alec Guinness nine years from now when he looks like nothing against Alec Guinness? He was a handsome old man. But uh, 
it, he looks like and doesn't look anything like you and McGregor does, you know. Um, well, we'll see. We're uh, not there. Our third prediction was that the Emperor will show up. We were correct. You specifically said the Emperor will be in the last episode. Also correct. I said that the Emperor will be upset with Vader for hunting Obi-Wan Kenobi. Also correct. Uh, in fact, like, he basically says to him, like, he not only criticizes him for wasting time hunting Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he essentially says to him, he's like, what What are you doing? He's no longer your daddy. I'm your daddy now. And, and <laughs> Vader's like, yes, daddy. Like, I'm, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, daddy. I won't go after him anymore. Um, but but uh, that, that, we had that happen. Um, I, we predicted that there will be a flashback with Hayden Christensen. Everyone predicted that, but I put down that we were correct in that. Uh, we wrote that the young the younglings in Order 66 are Inquisitors. I put that we were half right because it was Rava specifically. Uh, we also predicted that the younglings will possibly save Obi-Wan. We were just wrong in that. That didn't happen. We will definitely get a Qui-Gon Jinn uh, cameo. Correct. He will be a blue force ghost. Also correct. 50-50 shot that Ahsoka will show up. We were wrong. But we also said if we get a season two, Ahsoka will show up. At, that, at this time, that's unknown. We're wrong, but unknown, I'm going to say. Uh, Yoda may show up. We were incorrect. And if we get a season two, he'll show up. Unknown. The Grand Inquisitor will come back. We were correct. And certain characters will get a spin-off show or movie. I put down that we were right because I, I believe that there's some rumors of a, of a Reva show happening, but also unknown at this time. Uh, maybe some Mandalorians from Mandalore will show up. Completely wrong. Oh, I'm so that. sad about that. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that too. Like, yeah. There's so many people. Like, I'll have to talk about like what we would want out of a second season. I think once we're done going through this list, mm. like, yeah, agreed. Um, we predicted that Vader there'll be a Vader helmet off moment, correct, and that we would hear Hayden Christensen's voice during this, correct. Uh, this was one of my predictions that Obi-Wan will get his force powers back and he'll throw sand at Vader. And I put half right because he got his force powers back to full power, T-posed on Vader, and then threw rocks at him, like huge boulders at him, which I would argue broke up into little sand pieces. Close <laughs> when, enough to yeah, sand. Yeah, I'll yeah, give it yeah, to you. I'll let yeah, you take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we wrote that someone will lose an arm, and I wrote down that we were half wrong in that. Because um, Tala definitely lost her arm when she used that thermal detonator uh, to blow up as many stormtroopers as she could. It doesn't count. <laughs> no, it does not count. And we also wrote that they took the script from the movie and stretched it out half right. It's not exactly an adaptation because, like I said, it was the movie script was about Obi-Wan saving Luke from Tusken Raiders. Here it's Obi-Wan saving Leia from the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we got some things right, some things wrong. It was much better than we did with Loki. Uh, yeah. Lo Loki, almost every prediction we made, we, we, <laughs> we were just wrong. Yeah, I think we only got dumb one dumbs. or two. Yeah, <laughs> dumb dumbs is what we were. Well, that's the thing, though, is that is it lazy writing here that we got so many predictions right? Like, should we as fans be able to say, oh, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen? I will say the thing is, is Star Wars in general is much more predictable kind of thing like that's why i said it would have been cool if they had all those cameos i was talking about earlier because it would have been unpredictable yeah and fans would have lost their shit yeah. and like i feel like that's what they're looking for they want fans to have big reactions mm. but they never give it to us necessarily yes. and i wish they would more like yeah 
Well, I personally have an idea for season two. I'm not going to say too much, but uh, if Disney wants to contact me, I'm more than willing to sell them the idea for it. Uh, and not even for an enormous amount of money, a small amount of money, I'll take. Um, but I, 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 what I will say is um, in uh, Rise of Skywalker, we learned that Rey's father was a failed clone of the Emperor. So essentially the Emperor's race father, everyone says grandfather, but I'm like, no, he's a clone, he's the same thing, the Emperor's her father. We don't know much about Rey's mother, and there's still some time for Obi-Wan to, you know, get it on. Maybe, uh, maybe Rey's mother, because the original idea in episode 7 was that Rey was going to be Obi-Wan's granddaughter, or great-granddaughter, or something like that. Mm. That's why the lightsaber called to her, because Obi-Wan actually had Anakin's lightsaber way longer than Anakin had it. And so the lightsaber called to her, blah, 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 all that stuff Mm -hmm. in episode seven. And that's why she hears Obi-Wan's voice when she gets the lightsaber and everything. But um, they they went in a different direction. They brought back Palpatine and decided to make her Palpatine's granddaughter slash daughter, I would say. Um, But I I have an idea that, you know, we should learn more about Rey's mother. And maybe she's got some genetic ties to obi-wan because there's still you know what did obi-wan go 19 years without getting after the jedi order fell he went 19 years without getting it on at least once that's which is, like which brings back i think a point we're making that it'd be nice to see all the mandalorians and like yeah Satine and like well she's dead yeah yeah we decided that she wasn't last time we were talking maul killed her in mm. the in the clone wars uh to make obi-wan angry but um you know, he, he maybe Obi Wan bonds with uh, I can't remember her name, but Satine's sister, oh, uh, who showed up in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and everything. Like you know, may, and you know, maybe they get really close one night and stuff. They have to they have to cuddle for warmth or something, mm-hmm. and and they were you know whatever whatever happens happens. Like I said what I think what I'd like to see is definitely if there's a second season, definitely some more cameos because. Again, it doesn't have to be the big names. We can get, like, Plo Cleaner and, like, things like that. That would also be yes. fabulous, to be yeah. honest. But, you know, I definitely don't, like, again, I, you know, I, I know it's crazy. It's on the I said, I'd like to see Padme. Yeah. Because we're not going to get her anywhere else. No. She's not going to be in anything. Yeah. We're just not going to get there. Yeah. Even a flashback or hire Natalie Portman to play one of Padme's handmaidens and be a plot to distract I, I know, Vader. I was telling you that, that I yeah. thought it would be interesting to get more of the handmaidens because yeah. I don't think it's canon anymore, like, how they, what happened. I think that's all in Legends now. But, you know, originally they hunt down Vader. Yeah. And the, Vader slaughters them, but, yeah, you know. like animals. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. It would be cool. There is a canonical story now about a handmaiden who Vader thinks is Padme. Um, it's in one of the comics that I never read. Um, I was looking up online after we had that conversation. But he actually ends up going on some sort of mission with her and then finds out that she's in the Rebel Alliance and he kills her. But, like, at first he's like, Padme's a lot. Oh, my God. Oh, Padme. Oh, my love. Like, he's like, and she's like, Padme? How do you know that name, you weirdo? <laughs> like, like, stay away from me. You're, you're like the Emperor's number one guy. Like, I don't want you anywhere near me. And he's like, no, Padme, my love, I will do anything for you. And she's like, I'm not Padme, you creep. Like, stay away. I forget, I forget her name. But... Is it Sabe? Or is it one I think it is Sabe. Because yeah. Sabe is the main handmaiden. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing, too, is that all of her handmaidens were supposed to kind of look like her so they could be distractions and protect her and they everything. They all look like her. They're supposed to all be... And, but they're all, like, they all have names. They all have stories. Like, I'd be... You know what's really weird? Again, I'd be very curious to see them. Well, I, I found out um, in researching that that they all have different names. And then when they became Padme's handmaiden, she gave them names that are like the first three letters of their original name and May at the end of it to be like her name. Like, I'm like... That's kind of creepy. Like she's like she's like no, you don't have your own identity anymore. Now I give you an identity. Like <laughs> I don't know. Granted, they're the royal family on that planet, so maybe uh, you could make an argument about uh, what's it called? Not, uh, yeah, having royalty. Um, but whatever. I don't know. I I think I think in a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Eh, I don't know about months, but I think they'll announce a season two of Obi Wan because fans are going to want more. Um, maybe not even, maybe they'll do a movie or something, I don't know. But fans are going to want more of Ewan McGregor as yeah. this character, and he likes playing him. I, I want more of that. I want more Hayden Christensen, to be honest. Yeah. I want, like I said, I want Padme, if we can figure out how to sneak her in. Because, again, I, we're not never going to get her in a movie or anything at this point. Mm. She's not going to be in any of these other TV shows coming out. So, no. like... Yeah. We got to shove her in somehow, I feel. That would be great. Yeah, it and would people, be cool. people love Padme. I think that's the point. Yeah. But is there anything else you'd like to say about the series, or should we conclude? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Mostly just more cameos. I'd like to see an aging up Obi-Wan, because yeah. we need him to have it make sense, as it were. Yeah. Bring back Mace Windu for something. Like, I don't even like Samuel L. Jackson as, a, as an actor. Oh, agreed. I want to like, see him again. Like, I want to see that character. Wanna... Especially because they've proven they can pretty much bring back anybody they freaking want yeah. to. So, like, make it happen. Forrest Whitaker is the actor's name that I was trying to think of before. Oh, yeah. Forrest Whitaker is Saul Guerrero. Yeah, bring him in, you know, do something. I know, I believe Frank Oz has announced that he's retired from voicing Yoda, but there's a million voice actors that can sound like Yoda. Bring one of them in and have Yoda show up. Something oh, 100%. like, you know, um, bring in... Anthony Daniels, bring in C-3PO, like, but make them useful. Don't just have them as a joke. Well, even um, like... You know, that would have been cute to get, like, R2 or C-3PO in that little flashback scene somehow. Like, there's so many... I think that's what made me upset, is that they did that flashback scene that one <laughs> episode and didn't do it the rest of the time when we could have, like, gotten some other stuff shoved in. You just made me think uh, about your lesson about teaching Anakin to be always be prepared. R2 just zaps him <laughs> with his... <laughs> With, oh my god, yeah. the comic relief we yeah. needed. Yeah, with his little zapper. and, and Love it. Yeah, Forget I, my plan of it being like Yoda. Yeah, ah, R2. <laughs> yeah, that that would that would have been fantastic. But yeah, that's... that's. And then we could have had C-3PO come in and explain the lesson and yeah. everyone would have been like... Oh, R2. <laughs> what, ma- what Master Kenobi is trying to teach you here, uh, Master Skywalker, is that uh, <laughs> you, know, you should always pre- defend yourself. Oh, I you need know. it now. Yeah. I need... Let's uh, let's put let's that... redo this entire season. Yeah, let's put that out there. Uh, people who are uh, very talented at filming things, go make that happen. <laughs> make it happen. Yeah. I'm too dumb to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. But so, without anything else, that concludes this week's episode of the Once Again Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us at onceagainpod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and by the time this episode comes out, TikTok, because um, I've started a TikTok account for us. If you are feeling generous and would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. Also, a like and a share would be greatly appreciated. 
Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.